0: Percy, let's begin. I hear a lot of healthcare professionals talk about toxic behaviors and relationships and work environments. Why do you think this emphasis has become so prevalent in our culture?
1: Well, Wayne, it's it's certainly true there has been uh, emphasis placed on the level of toxicity in our social environments, whether at home, work, or at play. And I believe it's because there is now a greater awareness, quite frankly, of people, places, and behaviors that can be poisonous or counterintuitive to one's overall health and wellness. And this is particularly true for those fighting cancer. Let's go and sit by the fireplace, if you will, <laughs> okay. and let's sit down and discuss and have this, a little, uh, have this conversation, my friend.
0: Okay, I don't think it's too warm outside to sit by the fireplace, is it? Well, it depends on when <laughs> people are listening to this podcast, I guess. I'll grab some s'mores and meet you at that fireplace. So join us as we discuss the pursuit of better health by getting rid of toxic waste in our lives. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome everyone to Health, Hope and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd, our host is Pastor P. Percy McRae Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We're calling this program, Dumping Toxic Waste Out of Your Life. Now, this is something you've given a lot of thought to, isn't it?
1: It is, this is based upon a conversation that I've recently had with someone very close to me who had to make some decisions about some things that he was allowing to be part of his, his, his day-to-day life. And he said he had to just make some determinations and, some, and and get rid of some things. And it started me thinking along the lines of what is it that's in our lives that's not helpful to us, that's hurting us, that's mm. counterintuitive to our health and our wellness. That's toxic waste at the end of the day. And, you know, my assignment, one of my assignments at home is to take the trash out. And so I thought about, <laughs> you know, hey, I, you know, yep. we need to take the trash. Yep. I did
0: it this out, morning. Yep.
1: Yeah. Out of <laughs> our lives. Anything that is not helping us mentally or emotionally or physically or spiritually be better or to function as God created us to, we've got to take that out of our lives. And so today we're going to talk
0: about that okay. as it pertains to cancer patients specifically. Okay. Well, you never think about these things without thinking Scripture. Uh, that's, that's the foundation. So wh- what are you thinking Scripture-wise for this? Well, our, our spiritual nugget, and I really have to give a lot of thought to
1: this because I really wanted to nail this, and that is found in Proverbs 4.23. And I'm going to read two different translations just to make sure that we get oh, the good. depth
0: of, of thought here. Something different, and, uh, okay. You know,
1: yeah, so uh, first uh, version of the scripture is going to be the NIV, and it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything that you do flows from it. And then the New Living Translation reads just a little bit different. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life.
0: Yeah, they both and say think, it so well. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. they do.
1: They do. They do. Because at the end of the day, our heart is not talking about the organ that pumps blood uh, into our body. It's talking about the essence of our being, the the, the core of, of who we are, that we've got to guard that area. Anything that is coming into our consciousness into our being that is counterintuitive to our health and our wellness and our overall best being we've got to guard ourselves from that and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today so that people potentially can be aware of things that they need to do in pursuing health healing and wholeness. Today, we're going to talk about dumping toxic waste.
0: And by the way, as you're listening today, uh, don't forget our free resource, our highlighted resource this week fits this topic perfectly. It's kind of a bit of a summary of what we're going to talk about here. Taking the trash, uh, taking out the trash in your life is the resource. And that is available to you right now at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. And I'll mention that again later. But also at the website, there's a question of the week. So uh, you've you've, uh, topically tied this together with what we're talking about, haven't you? Yes,
1: sir, and that is, have you ever had to identify? Again, the question is this, and we want you to answer it, please. Have you ever had to identify and remove toxicity in your life for your overall better health? Have you ever had to identify and remove toxicity or anything that's toxic in your life uh, for overall better health. And again, the more that I researched this, because I did a lot of digging and looking, there's a lot of topics and subjects around this uh, that helps us to understand and to be able to look for the things that may be toxic in our lives. I'd love to hear, you know, just one or two examples, if you will. Of toxicity that you identified in your life, and that you had to get rid of your life, get rid of in your life, in order for overall better health.
0: We'd love to get your feedback on this question. Just go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and look for the connect button, and that'll uh, give you a drop down drop down box there that you can uh, type in your response. Have you ever had to identify and remove toxicity in your life for overall better health? Healthhopeandinspiration.com Well, we'll dig into our topic with Percy here in just a moment, but if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated Comprehensive Cancer Center. Reach out for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network, a network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Center of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care and spiritual support. As always, learn more at health hope and Well let's uh, let's get into this conversation now Percy over the years a lot has been said about toxic relationships. I hear about toxic masculinity, toxic environments, a lot of conversation about this. Yeah,
1: it's I think that you know now that we're in a, a more socially acceptable climate to talk about mental health, mental wellness, you know seeking counseling and having therapists that it's all in our social you know commentary and public square i think what will be helpful for the sake of this conversation that you and i are going to have today is to first uh define the term mm-hmm. toxic itself and, okay. and what does that mean so that it'll help us point you know some emphasis for today's conversation so by definition so that we can be clear toxic by definition is anything that is harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way that poisons that which it comes in contact with. Okay, all right. And, you know, and I want people to kind of get a visual image. The first time that the word toxic, as a point of reference, uh, rang a bell for me, was uh, Chernobyl and Three Mile Island, you know, with the nuclear meltdown plant and so on and so forth, and they talked about... All of this, uh, uh, the chemicals and so on, it was being was poisonous to the environment, yeah. and they called it toxic waste. So that's become now part of uh, of the language of our 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 community now about toxicity in in our lives, toxicity in our relationships. But anything, ultimately, that is harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way, that poisons that which comes in contact with. So, you know, let's take this definition, Wayne, and now answer your question or the thought that you presented earlier uh, of why, you know, there has been so much conversation about toxicity. I believe more people today possess a higher level of awareness uh, regarding poisonous people, places, and or behaviors, toxic is the word here, that are causing mental, emotional, and in many cases, physical harm that is counterintuitive. Uh, to their well-being,
0: and thus the purpose for today's showtime. Interesting. So you've identified six toxic influences that we should be dumping out of our life, and then the spiritual resolutions and how to address them. Can we uh, can we go over these? Yeah, we can. And so I want to remind us
1: of our opening text. So again, it gives us a framework and a bedrock to stand on. Yes. Uh, but I also want to read a different scripture to kind of tie into that, and okay. that is found in Second Timothy. Uh, the second chapter, verse 4, and and it says this, no soldier on service entangles himself in the affairs of this life that he may please the one who enlisted him. So what areas in our lives entangles us? Because that's the key Hmm. word here. Or ties us or binds us up that can create toxic or poisonous influences detrimental to our health. So the scripture is telling us, for those of us that are in the service of God, doing the work of God, and that should be all of us, that we we're not going to entangle ourselves with the with the nonsense of the of the world, the stuff of the world around us that can can entangle us and tie us up and bind us up. I have, you know, six areas that I sat and I had to do a lot of prayer and thought because mm-hmm. there were so many areas I could have gone into and we only have so much time.
0: Yeah, this is and very over, thorough. Yeah, and by yeah. the way, Uh, Take notes, please, but also don't forget our free resource outlines these for you as well. So take advantage of that.
1: That is correct. But in my two and a half decades of supporting cancer patients specifically, these are the six main areas. They're not uh, conclusive, but some of the six of the main areas that most cancer patients that I've supported have had to address on some level or another. The first one is holding on to grudges. Oh, yeah. Grudge holding. And, you know, again, at the end of the day, uh, we all need to be mindful of, you know, uh, things that we hold on to that we won't let go of what people said to us or did to us. But I wanted to associate this with with some clinical information. And according to an article written by Dr. Uh, Abigail Brenner for Psychology Today, there are five reasons or benefits to forgive, because when we're holding on the grudges, Basically we're not forgiving. We're not forgiving that insult or forgiving mm-hmm. that 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 trespass. And there are five reasons or benefits clinically to forgive. Number one, when you forgive someone, first and foremost, you forgive yourself. Yep. How many times have we held on to a grudge against someone and then we, we we don't forgive ourselves for, well, if I had never, ever entered into that relationship, this would have never, ever happened to me. So ultimately, we are also being imprisoned by some scenarios and grudges that we may be holding against someone that actually imprisons us. So number one, uh, when we forgive someone, we forgive ourselves. Number two forgiving gets you out of a victim's mode. Mm-hmm. How many people have I counseled that said that, you know, it was my fault, I did this, I did that, I said this, I said that, if I hadn't said that, th- that person wouldn't have said this to me. And again, so, but then, oh, woe is me, poor little bitty old me, you know, nothing good ever happens to me. It just helps you to get out of a victim's mentality uh, or feeling victimized. Because again, you can't be empowered to be a conqueror if you feel like you are a victim. So it's contradictory. It's, it's almost like having a split personality. So again, forgiving gets you out of a victim's mode. Forgiveness frees you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it frees you. And it really does. It doesn't, you know, intellectually in the beginning, it doesn't seem like that that's true. But the burden of carrying that that suitcase around and (laughs) dragging it everywhere that you go, it just get it just wears you down. It weighs you down. When you forgive, you let that weight go. You turn it loose. I didn't say that you forget but you do just don't keep carrying that and dragging that with you. Forgiveness frees you. And then forgiveness helps your health. Again, there's a health benefit to forgiveness and, and wanting to forgive and being willing to forgive at the end of the day that, that just keeps us kind of bottled up and keeps us in a state of tension and anxiety and resentment. So it helps us from a healthcare perspective. And then lastly, forgiveness helps you to move forward on your spiritual.
0: Well, we're dragging this around, and many times we don't even realize it. It, it is detrimental to us, and, and we don't see it for what it is. But when you put it in in this list that you gave us, it really makes it clear how how bad it is for us, how toxic.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And so we must learn to let go of offenses, Wayne, received from others uh, for our own health at the end of the day and well-being. Maintaining forgiveness, quite frankly, in one's life is not for the offender, Remember this. This is not for the benefit of the person that may have hurt you or offended you, but it is for the benefit of the offended. Yeah. And Mark 11, 25 helps us with this. Okay. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive forgive you your trespasses. The Bible is so clear. Oh (laughs) uh, And there's a spiritual benefit as well. So mentally, emotionally, from a healthcare perspective and spiritually, it benefits us not to hold
0: on to grudges. Okay. So the first toxic waste to get rid of is holding a grudge. What's number two? Number two is, my friend, is being consumed
1: with anger. And anger can be a byproduct of unforgiveness, uh, holding a grudge. And so I want you to see how these connect to each other also. So according to an article written by Debbie Strong for Everyday Health, there are seven ways anger can ruin one's health. And I'll only read four of them for okay. the sake of time. Okay. But, uh, but highlighted here and, and in our notes, I'll probably add the others so that, you know, you sure. can see them.
0: Another reason but to get the resource. One,
1: yeah. Another reason to download the free resource. Absolutely. Number one anger outburst puts our heart at risk what, how about what that? well what it does is that it it, it changes our, uh, our biochemical levels our blood pressure uh, all sorts of things that then throws the body into a weird state of functionality where it's not calm and balanced and, and has equilibrium and so it's interesting, and when I looked at this, I was like, I never knew that, and I never understood that. But think about how many people have actually had heart attacks as a result of being angry at shouting at someone, yep. or or negatively reacting to a situation, and then their body began to negatively react and respond to that, and their heart then took a jolt and a and a shock to the system. Mm. So again, there's a healthcare benefit. But how about this? Anger rips. Uh. Uh. uh anger ups one's stroke wrist. So of course, if it can have an impact on our heart, then we kind of go to the next level. You know, a heart attack is one thing, but a stroke is a whole yeah. nother dynamic. Right. Uh, and speaking of which, while I'm thinking about it, I have a dear close friend of mine, 30 years, who just found his mom uh, with a stroke uh, laid out the other day, and she's in intensive care. And I want to send out a shout to my buddy uh, in in Charleston, South Carolina. I love you, man, and we're praying for your mom. Mm. Yeah, but again, uh, anger can up one's stroke risk. So again, we want to bear in mind and think about these. This is a poisonous, toxic dynamic that we need to manage, and we need to, as the Scripture says, guard against. How about this one? Anger can weaken the immune system. Hmm. Wow. Well, our immune system is tied to, it's our defense mechanism to fight against any disease or sickness in the body, and it can throw our immune system into a state of disarray. And so we want our immune system to be operational on its highest functions and levels because it's important to fight off disease and anything that tries to come against it that shouldn't be there, but again, Anger potentially can weaken the immune system. And then lastly, how about this, Wayne? Anger is linked to depression. Clearly, yes. How many people do you know, and I know that I've met, that are in a clear state of depression, and it's basically because of unresolved anger in their life? They're just mad, they're mad at their their dad, they're mad at their, their wife, they're mad at their kids, they're mad at their job. They're just mad at everyone and, and angry about everything. And it is this counterintuitive, as we read this little short list, mentally, emotionally, and physically, it is not in our best interest to harbor uh, and, and be consumed with anger. And I wanna make sure I clarify this. I didn't say that you couldn't be angry, No. but when we are consumed by anger uh, and, and and allow it to drive us, you know, for our own health, we must learn to manage and release anger in our lives. And well, Ephesians scripture
0: speaks four, to that.
1: Yeah. And so, Ephesians 4 26 is clear. In your anger, hmm. it didn't say you can't get angry, it didn't <laughs> say you won't experience anger. In your anger, do not sin. Okay, what is sin in our lives? Sin, by definition, is anything that disconnects us from the will and the purpose of God, anything that connects us from the favor of God, anything that disconnects us uh, from the dynamics of God. For your own health, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. I wonder why we're being (laughs) admonished.
0: That is strong and powerful. All right. Another toxic waste is fear. You've identified fear. And you know, we've talked
1: about fear quite a bit on this platform, a lot, but fear may be the number one dynamic, particularly for the cancer community and cancer patients. So we have to keep talking about it because it's a real dynamic. Mm -hmm. But according to an article written by the University of Minnesota by Earl E. Bacon entitled, The Impact of Chronic Fear, this is basically a statement that I extrapolated from from his writing. It said, uh, fear weakens, again, our immune system and can cause cardiovascular system issues, gastrointestinal problems, and can lead to accelerated aging and premature death. How Mm. about that? Wow. Now, what is the number one killer in America? It's not cancer. Mm. It is heart disease, Mm -hmm. heart attack. So when we talk about this and we look at this from this perspective of this writing, uh, it it can weaken our immune system and it can cause cardiovascular system issues. That's talking about our heart. That's talking about how our heart functions, what may impact it. And when we look at, again, the impact of fear, Uh, We need to be mindful of that. And then, you know, I'm in the second category, gastrointestinal problems. You've been there,
0: haven't you? Yeah,
1: I have. And so, again, as a cancer, uh, a colon cancer patient, uh, I'm not aware of any type of, you know, uh, indomitable fear in my life. But and that may or may not be the cause of what took place for me. But we do now have some some suggestions that, again, fear may impact your gastrointestinal tract and, and your you know, digestion of your food and absorption of your food and so on and so forth. But a bit, again, if nothing else, it can lead to accelerated aging and premature death. I think, Wayne, in my opinion, this falls into the category of toxic behavior or mm. toxic dynamics that can add to our lives. We cannot eliminate fear. Fear is a real dynamic, but we certainly can manage our fear. Right. And we certainly do not have to be dominated no. by our fear. No. And so with that, uh Isaiah 35 and 4 basically says this: say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, because God will come. <laughs> so what helps to counteract our fear is is relying upon the fact that God is coming for us. God is there for us. And whatever we're fearful about, we need to begin to extrapolate and tie into our spiritual resource that God will said he will never leave us, he'll never forsake us, that God will stick with us closer than a brother. So again, it helps to to eradicate the threat of whatever is around us that then fear comes from, that we have God working on our side, and he is, he is our partner, and we are his children and his sons and his daughters. And so at the end of the day, uh, we need to understand the profound impact of, of dominant, being dominated by fear.
0: Well, any one of these toxins can be uh, so detrimental to our health, and I'm so glad we're talking about them here today. But again, I, re- I remind our listeners— that this list is also our highlighted resource this month. And you can download that right now. It's available. It's called Taking Out the Trash in Your Life, and it's available for download at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We've talked about three of the six toxins. Uh, Let's keep going. This is very beneficial. And so let's get to number four, seeking vengeance.
1: And this is a huge area that I don't think that none of us are very comfortable talking about, Many times in our lives, we are mistreated and slighted by people who hurt us. And in many cases, we want retribution mm-hmm. for those wrongs committed by those. Right. Uh, this desire, Wayne, can become an unhealthy obsession. We see it and all
0: the time, don't we?
1: All the time. And again, think about it, you know, and let's just think about the absolute literal worst case dynamic of things that people have actually done to other people just out of vengeance mm-hmm. because they're angry or they're, they, they felt hurt by someone where they go and shoot someone or they go and, and and attempt to sabotage someone's life. But, you know, obviously those are very extreme dynamics, but in the case of, you know, plotting and, and, and thinking about, you know, what can I do to get even with this individual? How can I make things, uh, you know, right the wrong, this can become just a a very dangerous dynamic in our lives. And so disengaging from the pursuit of making one pay uh, for offenses uh, that they caused, uh, we need to let God settle the score, mm. because in many cases, trying to seek vengeance does nothing really worse but harm us and hurt us at the end of the day, if you really think yeah. about that. And even when we do, quote unquote, get even, we still don't really feel better about the situation. No, no. We really don't No, <laughs> And so we have to be you know, we have to think about that. But the, the counter effect of that at the end of the day is that becomes a toxic dynamic in us. And so mm. Romans 12, 19 in the New Living Translation basically tells us this. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. Notice that anger can have a righteous component to it, but we typically don't manage anger righteously. Mm -hmm. We need to let the righteous one do that. And so it says, uh, leave that to the righteous anger of God for the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord.
0: Scripture always has an answer.
1: It does. And I'm going to say this right now, because I've experienced some dynamics of of being wronged and harmed and 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 uh sabotaged by individuals. And and I can say almost without exception, Wayne, that when when I was able to get to a point to say, Percy, let that go. You know, you got to leave that alone. That's taking you into a very negative and dark place in your life. Uh, I have always seen the hand of God, and this is where we get hung up at right here, is that we want God to do what we want him to do the way we want him to do it. That, but I have seen the hand of God remove people out of my life, oh remove people out of my presence. Uh I've seen and 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 I've had to sit back and go, wow, I, I didn't see that coming. I would have never anticipated that happening. But I've seen how God has done the retribution on behalf of the wrong that was committed against me that I had nothing to do with and how consistent God is and, and, and can be in this area. And I want to encourage everyone today, uh, let God handle the things that have happened to you. Let him deal with those individuals. He will and he can in his own way and in his own time, because you don't have time to sit around and harbor that. And all it does, it keeps you stuck in a mental and an emotional place that just becomes very toxic. It yeah. becomes very poisonous for you. And it's counterproductive to your health and your well-being. God, God knows. He sees. And he has a way of dealing with and addressing with anyone and everyone that has ever harmed any of his children.
0: So important. And I like the point, too, that when we seek the vengeance, it it doesn't bring satisfaction. A friend of mine tells a story of being in the car with his wife and getting cut off by another driver. So at his next opportunity, he cut that driver off. Mm -hmm. And his wife turned to him and said, do you feel better now? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't.
1: <laughs> no. You you really don't. You and it's true and I know that it, it seems like it should but it doesn't. It, it it's it's almost like an appetite or an itch that can never be scratched right. quite frankly. Yeah. It really isn't because and in in scenarios where I found myself where I've had to catch myself it was like Percy just stop. You know, mm-hmm. just stop it because then you become obsessed over it and there is no end point to it because there is no real satisfaction that comes from trying to have retribution against someone that you take. And so let God handle that. He's the righteous judge. He knows, he sees, and God knows exactly how to address and deal with any and everyone in his own righteous way. And that way we take our hands out of that and off of that. I do believe one of the most famous scriptures that is quoted by many people is touch not my anointed, Mm. because God knows who he, who his children are. And God will protect us, and he will deal with with those things that come against us, but it may be in a very different time and a very different place and in a very different way than what we would have done if we had the opportunity to do so.
0: So vengeance is a toxin to rid ourselves of. Now, another one, rest is not the toxin. The rest is the remedy, isn't it?
1: that is correct but lack of proper rest there you go is the toxin so when we so that's that's uh, principle number five not getting proper rest not resting and this has been placed on my radar we had uh an interview as you remember wayne with uh dr sandra dalton smith Mm -hmm. uh, who wrote a book called sacred rest and uh, i interviewed her at the national religious broadcasters uh, convention And she arrested and convicted me, you know, after having spoken with her now, after having read her book of the fact that, quite frankly, most of us are not properly resting. We are we are we are deficient in the rest that we need. And so according to Dr. Uh, Sandra Dalton Smith, who's a medical doctor, she wrote this book called Sacred Rest, and we highlighted it on the show. But she says that there are seven types of rest lacking in the lives of those she encounters in her practice and through her clinical practice and research. Everyone needs physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, sensory, social and creative rest. Mm. Did I say anything there that jarred anyone's attention? Oh, oh boy! They were, okay, because I, we do, and this is the first thing that she said to me. When you, when we think about resting, we're thinking about sleeping. Yeah,
0: we think of a nap. Sure,
1: that's exactly right. And and there can be people who are lacking proper sleep. That is very much, but we've always heard people talk about that sleep deprivation, and there's all kind of sleep clinics and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But when we talk about mental rest, spiritual rest, emotional rest, how about sensory rest? One of the things that I've been practicing now is first thing in the morning, not to look at my telephone. Oh, good, yeah. To give myself an opportunity to just simply naturally uh, start my day before I just not go pick up the phone and start looking at it <laughs> or the last thing that I do before I go to sleep at yeah. night.
0: Now you've gone uh, to meddling in my life. <laughs>
1: oh man. And so that's uh, and so that's what I'm here. I'm here to poke the bear today because <laughs> this be, these are toxins. These are this is toxic to us if we don't manage them and have a, a, a proper handle on them. How about social rest? Mm. Sometimes we need to just spend time alone. We don't Say always no. need to yeah, we don't always have to be around people or, or talk with people. We're not being antisocial. But notice what Jesus did after he would spend time with the multitudes. Then it said immediately, he quietly slipped away to be along with the oh, yeah. How often have we read that in the scriptures, but we never really process what Jesus was doing. So again, he needed respite and rest from people and from ministry how true this is about people in ministry. I'm going to talk to the pastors today. I just saw a video of a pastor uh, who had been pastoring for 40, for two pastors who said, listen, I'm resigning. I'm retiring. Mm. I I can't do this anymore. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I am mentally and emotionally exhausted. I have not had proper rest in 20 years. And he listed all of the things he said, because I am constantly on 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, and then how about creative rest? Oh, boy. But those of us who have to do a lot of writing, which is my case now, you know, in the last couple of years, Wayne, as you know, I have to do a lot of writing, particularly for our shows. And, mm-hmm. and you know, but there are times that I am I, I can be mentally just exhausted. I can't think I can't creatively think of a thought. Well, I have to rest that part of my brain and my being so it can rejuvenate. And so with that, uh, Dr. Dalton Smith further states in her book that. A deficiency in any one of these types of rest can have unfavorable effects on your health, your happiness, your relationships, creativity, and productivity. And may I suggest to you that there are people out who are 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 dealing with the toxicity of not having proper rest in their lives. I believe that. And it that. is counterintuitive. Yeah. Yes. So we must develop habits that allows for times of respite in our lives. And Matthew 11, 28 tells us, come to me, says God, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you
0: rest. Perfect.
1: We are going to have to take time, spend time with God, shut off the phone, shut down people, get away from meetings so that we can rejuvenate and be properly rested.
0: Perfect antidote. Well, there's one more toxin, and believe me, it's a big one that we need to rid our lives of, and we'll get to that in just a moment after I remind you that we have a service available called Cancer Center for Alexa. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer related questions with Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center for Alexa? Now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa Skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. The Skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. And all you have to do to access it is simply say, Alexa enable cancer center to any Amazon device or use it on a smartphone by downloading the Alexa app, the cancer center for Alexa skill. We're talking about these things that can just ruin our health and they are toxic. And uh, Percy uh, has identified six of them today. We've talked about five. We're going to take a few more minutes and talk about one more big one, and then we'll begin to think about wrapping this up today, Percy. But we've got to talk about this last one.
1: Well, the last one that we're going to talk about can be an accumulation of, of the previous five points that have just been mentioned, and that is unmanaged stress. See, the combination of any of the previous five points that have just been discussed can accumulate and become stressful and create stress in our lives. Anger can be stressful. You know, unforgiveness can be stressful. You know, uh, holding grudges, not having proper rest. If you put all of those together, this is going to create a stressful environment for one to live in. And so due to addition by subtraction, when we commit to pursuing principles one through five, we will greatly decrease our levels of stress. And there is tons of research, tons of clinical research that tells us of the negative uh, dynamic of stress mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually in our lives. According to the National Cancer Institute, I want you to listen very careful to what they state. I thought this was amazing to me, Wayne. okay. Any intrinsic, which is internal, Or extrinsic, anything external, stimulus that evokes a biological response is known as stress. The compensatory responses to these stresses are known as stress responses. Based on the type, timing, and severity of the applied stimulus, stress can exert various actions on the body ranging from alterations in homeostasis to life-threatening effects and death. In many cases... The path psychological uh, complications of disease arise from stress and the subjects exposed to stress. For example, those that work or live in stressful environments have a higher likelihood of many disorders. Stress can be either a triggering or aggravating factor for many diseases and pathological conditions.
0: That ought to get our attention.
1: And again, I'm not here to scare anyone. I'm not here to, you know, be Johnny Raincloud. Hmm. But at the end of the day, if we are not being aware of the things that are poisonous and are poisoning us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, then they become as a cumulative effect stressful in our lives. And stress can kill us. If nothing else, it can harm us and hurt us in ways that makes us deficient and ineffective. And at the end of the day, we are reminded, you know, that we are are to free ourselves and rid ourselves. And so the conclusion is simply this, Wayne. Uh, you know, dearly beloved, in many ways, we live in an environment where there are multiple opportunities for toxicity to infiltrate one's space. And thus is imperative that we recognize, identify, and remove any toxic waste that compromises our mental emotional, physical, and spiritual equilibrium and balance. We must, we must eliminate these poisonous dynamics by taking out the trash in our lives. And so Proverbs 4.23 reminds us, above, now this scripture really is going to ring so true. Above all else, this is not a recommendation. This is not something that's just good to do. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And then another translation says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Today, you have one life to live, and we are trying to keep you out of general hospital. But we're trying to keep you pointed to the guiding light to remind you that as the world turns, that we are still loving and that we are all
0: his children. Amen. Well, if this has gotten your attention today, don't let it become one of those conversations that when it's over, you move on to the next thing. Uh, Take the time to think about this, pray about this. Why don't you download this free resource as a good reminder of what we've talked about here today? Maybe you didn't uh, capture everything all at once. Well, number one, you can go back and listen to this podcast all over again, or you can also download the free resource, Taking Out the Trash in Your Life. It's available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And then take the time to answer our question, have you ever had to identify and remove some toxins in your life for overall better health? We'd like to hear your testimony, if you will, your story about doing that. That would be very helpful to us. Percy, thank you for pastoring us today in this regard. Uh, I know you've put a lot of thought into this, and it was so helpful. Um, God bless you. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure. And remember,
1: we've got work to do, folks. So let's keep chopping the wood because there's a better day
0: ahead for all of us. God bless. Keep listening. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts from, including our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll see you next time. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.